0: going to be a busy week for shoppers, but how many are cutting back this year? Plus, Elon Musk lets Twitter user decide his fate as CEO. Or did he? Your market moment starts now.
1: Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all Of our social media platforms. We are Mach One Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube.
0: Welcome to the Mach One Market Moment, episode 132. Well, on today's episode, we have Matt Walters. Matt, welcome. Thank you. And the illustrious Mister Eli Freeman. The illustrious, illustrious. Well, guys, it's the last week before Christmas. Got your your holiday shopping done?
2: Nope. We were talking about this earlier. I do not. Um, I need to get on that. I got a couple days left, but ask me by Thursday, and
3: hopefully, I'll have a different <laughs> answer. Mm-hmm. I I should be done for everyone as of
0: tonight. Tonight. So check back with us next week to see <laughs> if it actually happens. <laughs> and my wife's birthday is actually Christmas Day. And no, I'm not done yet either. Yeah. Right. Okay, so today's episode, several recent surveys are showing a lot of shoppers have trimmed back the budget for this year's holiday shopping. Here's what one research group told Yahoo Finance.
1: Yeah, I think um, generally holiday spending will be good, but we are seeing consumers appear a little bit more fragile as we get closer to the holidays. So we look at November versus December, we're definitely seeing more pressure on the consumer and the way they're answering the questions in our survey. That's more acute for household incomes under $100,000, as well as older consumers. So consumers over 45.
0: And according to CNBC, it looks like the strain from inflation is hitting millionaires too. Right, Eli? Is it you? You too, Matt? Yeah. it's, It's hitting you millionaires. Okay. They surveyed those with investable assets of at least $1 million and found 80% plan to spend less this holiday season due to inflation. What are some of the other things they found in the article there? Eli?
3: So, Mike, one thing that was interesting was of the respondents, 100% of millennial millionaires, that's really hard to say.
0: Millionaires. Millennial
3: millionaires
0: (laughs) plan to spend less this this holiday season. So, Eli, I know what a millionaire is, but what's a millennial?
3: Well, I don't know the <laughs> I don't know the year, but it would it'd be people around their 30s, the people in
0: their 30s. So, so these people are rich young people. Mhm. Okay. And
3: maybe maybe millennials are just getting more stingy, but Yeah. I mean, I think it's I mean, this isn't
2: like surprising. I mean, I think it's been a long year and inflation has now been around for a while. Um it, it's not like it's a new thing over the last like month or two. Like it's Seems like we've been in it for a while now. And so this this makes sense. This doesn't surprise me that people are starting to kinda of view things through a slightly different lens and say, like, hey, maybe let's spend a little bit less money or shop mm-hmm. a little bit different, maybe compared to what we did, you know, a year or two ago when
3: everything seemed to be like just going straight and up to the right, mm-hmm. you know. Well and depending on, on how these the people in this study became millionaires, if there are some of them that are invested in the stock market, this is probably one of the first times that these individuals have seen their money shrink at a at a drastic level, because millennials are in their early to mid thirties. I
2: mean, all millennial millionaires are millionaires. <laughs> Gosh, because that's a lot of
0: <laughs> millennial millionaires.
2: <laughs> but they're all millionaires because of crypto. So right, <laughs> and so they're in a bad spot.
3: So it's really? things have things have changed a lot of the last they twelve. Probably months. won't be millionaires then. <laughs> this, this same feeling. I know we're joking with the millennial millionaires. But the same feeling can be felt to any millionaire or anyone that has money that's invested in the stock market. This this season, watching your money dwindle if it was invested in the stock market this year, it makes it a little bit harder to pull money out and go spend it on Christmas shopping. So that, that feeling can resound with more than just I mean there's a wealth effect. There's the MMs. to asset prices
2: appreciating, right? Like you feel like you're in a better spot if you know your home is worth 800 not 600. You may not have a one more dollar in the bank, but you feel wealthier, mm-hmm. right? Cuz on a um just on paper you are. And so there's a lot to say that you know as asset prices in general come down whether it be Houses or stocks or whatever it may be, people are going to just act a little bit different because they're not going to feel as mm-hmm. um, like they're in quite a, quite the spot they were. Yeah, you know, the wealth before. effect
3: is if if your assets are higher, you'll spend more. If your assets are lower, you feel like you're poor, so you won't mm-hmm. spend as much.
0: The Walmart CFO says three quarters of their gains in the grocery market share for the quarter ending in October came from shoppers with incomes over a hundred thousand dollars. And he goes on to explain it like, hey, people that make a lot of money this inflation is real, so they're looking for good deals. They're not going to, you know, whole paycheck to get their groceries anymore. They're going to Walmart. We talked about all these other, you know, a lot of people are in there shopping. Mm-hmm. You don't just see the, the Hondas. You see the Lexus's and Mercedes in there now.
3: Mm-hmm. La- last week we learned about the store sprouts. <laughs> yeah, We did. That was a new one for me. <laughs>
2: One of the Mike, one of the other points mentioned in the in the surveys, fifty eight percent of the survey respondents are confident in the Fed's ability to manage increasing inflation. That's if you would have asked me, I would have not guessed near that high. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: if you were to ask for an over under, I
3: would have put it at thirty
2: percent. Yeah, probably. So that's kind of surprising.
0: I have a real snide comment to say something about our elections that go along with that number, but I'll hold that for later. So. Yeah, yeah. Mike, this <laughs> is this is your last podcast. <laughs> yeah, it did my last podcast, so.
2: Go out with a bang. Yeah, but that's surprising that 58%, I mean, think that the Fed can can manage increasing inflation when they have a horrible track record of being able to manage, you know, soft landings and inflation and all this stuff. They have a really bad track record of of doing things well. so but Again, these
0: are millennials, right? Yeah. They haven't lived through this before. That's true. So maybe that's a lot of hope that right. the Fed can do this right. And, uh, and
3: it, th- to me, that's actually an encouraging number to see because if people are hopeful for a better tomorrow, well, they'll just keep living their lives like they are today. They won't make drastic changes one way or another. And that's a good thing.
0: We, we don't need everyone to stop spending. That, that would be... That would be the worst case. And see, that's Eli here. He's always the ray of sunshine, looking yeah. at the bright side. Good job. All right, let's shift gears to home builders' sentiment. So, what are home builders thinking about this time of year? Matt? Well,
2: a milestone for home builders, with builder sentiment dropping for the 12th straight month. That's according to the National Association of Home Builders. But they say there's a bottom starting to form, and that this recent drop, they say, was the smallest in the last six months. Over the last year, home builders have said. They've been struggling with rising costs of materials while simultaneously dealing with lower demand due to the rising mortgage rates. The National Association of Home Builders says it's hoping to see sentiment bottom out by sometime next summer. So I think the initial shock of rising rates, inflation, which was just extraordinary in some of the the building materials Mm -hmm. with lumber and some of those things you saw a year or two ago, just, I mean, just went straight up, right. And double, triple in price in a short period of time. So
0: far this year, this year, since January, construction costs are up 30% a third just this year.
2: So I, you know, you're starting to see some of that take effect. That's not sustainable for, it's not going to remain a seller's market forever if that continues. Right. And so I think we're starting to see that turn a little bit, just where, it, it costs a lot of money to go build a house or go buy a house and no matter what you're trying to do it's going to cost you a lot more than it would have a year or two three years ago and so um, people are naturally going to be a little bit more patient if they don't have to do something um, and so again it's I don't think it's a bad thing we were kind of at an unsustainable growth rate and trend there for a while anyway so I think things slowing down and cooling off is is a positive as long as they don't come to a screeching halt and just you know, crash, which mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think is going to happen, um, especially in our kind of bubble here in Northwest Arkansas. I think we're maybe a little bit mm-hmm. more protected from something like that, but um, a slowdown was warranted.
3: And, so. th- and this is anecdotal, just to Northwest Arkansas. But it, when I was purchasing a home back in January, if a home that was built by Rosh Coleman or these these grade builders, where they go in and build a whole neighborhood, as soon as it was listed listed on the MLS, it was purchased. I mean, it, it it was typically within if one, before. if not before, within one to two hours of listing, the home was sold. Now I keep up with Zillow and just look for fun. Now you're seeing that those whole neighborhoods will be on Zillow for weeks or a couple of weeks. It, it's just it's shifting to where buyers aren't wanting to buy as aggressively as they were. So, exactly what you were saying.
0: Well, our interest rates, first part of the year, are around 3%, right? Mm-hmm. And they're about what now? Six something? Yeah. The They've come down
3: from the high, from the highest point. But. Hi, high sixes, I think, now. They were up in the sevenths last month, I believe.
0: Well, the same article talks about 35%, about a third of the builders, have reduced their selling prices by about 8%. Well, if your interest rate is 6 or 7%, you drop the price 8%. I don't know if that's a wash because you've got a, usually a 30-year mortgage on that. No,
3: it's still more expensive. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if you're looking for a home, uh, you may be in – be in good shape if you can get your financing set up. Uh, prices should be coming down. If you're getting ready to sell a home, uh, you probably should have done that six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. Here's here's just an off the wall question,
3: and we didn't we didn't script this. So, guys, I'm interested to hear your thoughts.
0: Are ARMs becoming more attractive now? Adjustable rate mortgages. So an adjustable rate mortgage, so everybody understands, is adjustable. You're locked in for two, three, five years at a usually lower rate than current rates. And then at the end of that rate, it goes up a certain percentage not to exceed a certain amount. So would it be a smart thing to do to get an arm now,
2: Matt? I mean, if you think rates are gonna be lower in the future, then sure, you know. Um, Yet to answer your question, are they more attractive now than when rates were at two to 3%? Yes, absolutely, right? I mean, if you're gonna be forced to go out and borrow at seven, you're gonna be looking at all available options Right. Um, versus when you're two or three, you're just like, hey, l- lock me in. And how long can I lock this in for? Mm-hmm. Right. 30 years plus, whatever. So I think people are definitely out there um, weighing weighing those options and should be, you know, just price it out, quote it. And, um, you know, especially if you can get a longer arm. I'm not a big financing expert, but if you can get a decent rate locked in for a uh, relatively decent period of time, you know, that could make sense. And that way, if rates don't come down in the next year or two, you've mm-hmm. got some time to wait that out and see what happens.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, one of my thoughts on that is right now, currently, the one and two year yields on bonds are higher than the 10 year yield. And so if you if you have an arm and it expires in that two to 10 year period, it's possible. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go out and say guaranteed, but it's possible that it doesn't adjust up stays the same or even goes down
2: well typically the way i mean the the play there is you, you're going to refinance it if you think rates are really going to move in a, in a material way you're doing that just to get the better rate now and then as soon as rates really actually dropped you're probably going to try to go lock that in with a fixed and just refi it but um and i think you know it's
0: definitely worth looking at mm-hmm. in a prior life i moved i was in a major food company and they moved me around the country six times in 20 years and so I almost exclusively did arms because I knew it wasn't going to be there very long. So I did two-, three-, five-year-arm, and sure enough, within two years, we moved on to something else. So if that's the case, you know, here in, in northwest Arkansas, a lot of people do that these major food companies. They come in, they get their experience at Walmart, and they move them off to their corporate office or whatever. So that may make sense. Good, good thought, Eli. All right, let's move on to Mr. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Hey, do you guys know, here's a trivia question. How many companies is Elon Musk the CEO of as of today? Well, should I, should I tell you what I thought before you told me sure. this, before the episode? <laughs> well, I, before this episode, I thought
3: three. But, Mike, you corrected me on that. Matt, any thoughts? Yeah, you told
2: me it was five. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's my best guess.
0: It, it is five. Of course, we all know about Twitter he just bought. We know about SpaceX, you know, space exploration. We all know about Tesla. But the two that most people don't know about is a boring company. A boring company It doesn't mean it's boring. It means it actually bores things like for subways and things like that. And he also has a company called Neuralink. They make brain implants. He said he was going to – I think
2: I saw something where he said he would have one implanted when they're ready on himself. Yeah. But That's I, a
0: hard pass on for me, but – so, so three of these five we know about. We, right. We're pretty familiar with the big companies, huge companies, and he's a CEO of five. Man, the guy must sleep fast to be able to keep up with everything. So, he had a he put out a survey on Twitter today or yesterday. Eli, you know what it said?
3: Yeah, he he asked all of his Twitter followers if he should step down as CEO of Twitter. A curious thing to to put out on social media, but the even more curious is 57% of
0: people said yes, that he should step down as Twitter. So, I guess we'll see. And, and that wasn't 57% of just a few people. It was 17 million people that voted. And 57% said, yep, you probably should. So, what do you think the play is there, man? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of
2: – I think people are getting tired of Elon. And that's probably I why – certainly the, am. Yeah, I mean, that's probably some of the what has to do with, like, you know, not – not wanting to serve as CEO or people saying they don't want him to serve as CEO. Cause you know, he, there's only so much you can take of cert, of of any one person. Right. And he's just anywhere and everywhere at all times. And it, I feel like it's starting to fizzle and people are starting to get a little bit of a, a little bit annoyed. And so um, I think he's a brilliant, he's obviously a brilliant guy. He's done a lot of cool things and built a lot of good companies and, and it's it just incredible what he's done and i think he could continue that if he'd just kind of take a step back and um, not be in the limelight all the time. So i kind of hope he i kind of hope he hands over the keys to twitter to someone else personally.
0: He is a polarizing figure, would you agree? Yeah. You either love him or you hate him. So yeah, but you know he's come out and said that he did not want to be ceo of any company. But that's kind of the role he plays. He, he'd just like to be the ones that runs it and has all the ideas. I don't think he really likes the day-to-day, the HR stuff and all that jazz.
3: Well, uh, and I, I think if you were a Tesla owner, if you had Tesla stock, I'd be voting yes. Please step down from Twitter yeah. all day long because he's done – He's done well for Tesla. I mean, nobody but. can do that effectively. Run five companies.
2: I mean, I don't care who you are, you know. And there's, there's no, that's not sustainable. And so it's hard enough to run five car washes effectively. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so he's gonna have to hand over the keys on a
0: couple of them and do something different because, um, it's just not sustainable. So Elon, uh, maybe he's looking for a uh, vacation, uh, but you know, he did state that earlier that he did not want to be the CEO of the company. So maybe he's already got this planned. He's already got a successor in place, and he's just putting that out there to get the votes and just keep his name out there. Who knows? We'll see. We'll find out. Well, we've covered a lot today. We've talked about holiday spending, people tightening their belts a little bit, especially millennial millionaires. Homebuilder sentiment, uh, now's a good time. If you got the cash to buy a house, you probably get you a deal. And then our buddy, Mr. Elon, uh, may not be the CEO any longer of Twitter if he holds true to what he said. All right. Well, let's let's end like we always end the Mach 1 market moment with the thought of the day. As we struggle with shopping lists, invitations, compounded by December's bad weather, it is good to be reminded that there are people in our lives who are worth this aggravation and people to whom we are worth the same donald e westlake one more time as we struggle with shopping lists and invitations compounded by december's bad weather it's good to be reminded there are people in our lives who are worth this aggravation and people to whom we are worth the same uh matt eli you guys are absolutely worth the aggravation so oh, all right shucks, folks Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for the mock one market moment episode 132 we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment.
1: be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit mach1financial.com disclosures.